You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. Today we're here with the filmmakers of Last Chance Moms. Heather Olt and Sarah Cheney will be joining us on this episode of the Solid Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Thanks for listening. I'm here with Heather Olt and Sarah Cheney, and we are here to talk about their their short film uh, pilot, like dramedy, Last Chance Moms, which I absolutely loved. Uh, welcome to the show, you two. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It's lovely Great. to get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Yeah, you as well. Uh, well, maybe you could just tell our, our audience about the film um, that I just think is incredible. And um, I'm really anxious to talk to you, too, about the, the creative process behind it. So, yeah, just tell us about what the film's about without any spoilers. And um, let's let the audience know uh, what they're dealing with here. <laughs> Great. Um, well, Last Chance Moms is about two women in their 40s who are best friends, but very different. One is very career focused and an entrepreneur and has a successful business. She always wanted to be a mom, but she waited a little too long and she's been trying to get pregnant on her own and it has been unsuccessful. And conversely, her best friend, Kristen, is pregnant by her boyfriend who decides at the ninth month that he's not man enough or whatever to go along with it. So he leaves her. So these two best friends take this situation and they decide to raise a Kristen's baby together. Great. And um, I think like, you know, I, on the, um, a recent podcast episode, uh, I was talking to a filmmaker and we were just talking about how um, stories where women are pregnant are often like horribly missing from from film and it's they're fascinating um character studies and you know about the human condition and and they humanize everyone so um i'm just curious about the genesis for the the idea behind this and um like it, it's a it's hilarious but it's like it's it's drama but it's so it kind of like encapsulates a lot of what you know, just life is in general. So I just would love to hear uh, about the idea for the film itself. Well, funny you ask, Kyler, this this story was inspired by a true story. Heather, wow. I, Sarah speaking, but Heather has a two-year-old now and Heather is a single mom by choice. So she and I have been friends for over 20 years and we've been very career focused, career driven, uh, in and out of relationships or whatnot, but family had never really come into play. And this idea came to us before she actually had her daughter of what happens when all of a sudden your biological clock has hit like the timer, like it's, it's here. Like today it's like do or die. You have to have a baby now or you're never going to do it. And it sneaks up on you so fast. If that's not, if you didn't go into family mode in your twenties or even early thirties, all of a sudden there is a deadline. And so what happens when you're up against this clock? And we have so many friends who have had these conversations with focused on their jobs or who have been in relationships and they for maybe they forgot to even worry about having a kid. And then all of a sudden they're told they can't. And they're, Oh, wait, you, I can't do everything that I wanted to do. So it's a very, 
it's such a tricky aspect of being a woman at this age. Men can have babies at all at all ages and you don't have to necessarily be so organized with your time frame in order to do so. <laughs> so that's the topic we wanted to cover. We have so many successful, busy, career-driven friends who are battling with fertility issues, the idea of whether they want to be a mom or not. And, and we thought you know, juxtaposing it, you know, against someone who thought she was on this track, like she had the boyfriend, they decided to have a baby together and then he leaves. So that kind of created this opportunity that was very unique to this story. So it kind of helped find a balance to how we could find a unique way to tell this story from a different perspective that maybe people haven't seen before. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I mean, I'm obviously I'm coming to it from a male's perspective, but I, in the, in the sense of like, so I just turned 40 um, last spring and it's incredible how that last decade just flew by, especially. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow. And so I, you know, I don't have the, um, like the, the time for like the time, like the gun pointing at me as a, as a male, but I, th I've thought about that and talked about, talked about it with, um, many friends who are women who have that, like, there's like, there's a very fine window. And then all of a sudden it just like, boom, you're just, you're at the, you know, there's that, um, it's, I mean, it's perfect for storytelling because you have that time, <laughs> that, that time crunch that you have to, you know, make a decision. Um, and it seems like it's just unfair that <laughs> the time we don't have enough time to do the things that we all want to do as a human being. So, uh, I think you, that really came across very well. Um, in the film. And I think it just, I love without saying anything um, to spoil it. I just love how, you know, with a good short film, especially, I mean, it's really hard to write a good short film. Um, and I think when you have an ending that kind of just like it, it, it pieces everything together, but it leaves you wanting more and it keeps you thinking. So I, you know, I've been thinking about it for several, for, for the days after I, since I watched it and it's just, kind of thinking about where these characters will go and what comes next and just the uncertainty um, and the empowerment that obviously comes with, with their, their decisions here. So um, kind of rambling right here, but I was just very excited about these two characters uh, and to see what comes, you know, next. So hopefully are, are you planning on if this is a pilot, maybe taking the steps to, um, you know, proceed in the story of these two. Absolutely. And, and, Thank you so much for saying the journey that you went on with that, because that's, it's really great that you had that experience. So we're very happy that you did. And uh, we do, we do have ideas. We're in, we're in the works of developing this as a TV show. So we do have a season one idea of what's going to happen with these ladies. So we want the short to exist as its own piece as well, but we want these them to continue to have a life and grow and 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 continue to be creative solution makers finders or <laughs> whatever solution oriented women who make lemonade you know out of these <laughs> lemons that they're presented with because there are so many opportunities because you know on a, on a very base level you're like oh yeah that makes sense but then as you start to like unpack it you see all these potential hurdles that could come up because you know, there's not 
a, a set structures for this. You know, it, it, it takes evolving for different people and their mindsets and society. So I think it kind of leaves so many opportunities, which really excite us um, of how we can help these characters grow, help society grow, help to kind of create a new path that we kind of fly by the seat of our pants with. Yeah, and we don't really, we haven't really seen that in our own real lives or reflected in, in any kind of media format. And we're excited to present these kinds of stories told from different points of view, uh, because we do think that there is a world where this might become a new reality for people. Yeah, for sure. I think like it, it does, you know, it, it leads its way to dramedy and comedy by having um, the situation kind of forced upon situations that, you know, could really, you know, come out with some incredible storytelling. So I think it would be um, amazing. And of course, there's like, there's people who, you know, they don't have the quote unquote traditional family. And sometimes I think in our culture, I live in a very conservative state and, and it can often, I see the shame that is, you know, you know, you know, either subtly or overtly pushed on people who are just, you know, trying to be happy and and creating their own their own space. So it, I think, d stories that are not um, the status quo definitely very important to have all kinds of variations of of families um, represented um, in this. So I think this would be an incredible thing for for people, you know, all over to see. Because I think society wants to be able to put you in a box. Absolutely. They, yeah. And society creates new boxes, but they want to put you in a box. Like, for example, I am, you know, as we mentioned, a single mom by choice. And I live with my sister who is, you know, helping me raise my daughter. And but whenever I meet new people, you see the look on their face like, oh, like we know single moms exist. But now you're like they don't quite know what to do with it. You know, mm -hmm. and Sarah was there when my daughter was born. She's one of my daughter's favorite people, like she's in it. So she has so many aunts and people, but it, and she has this amazing community, but I still get this look even in 2021 know, where like, we're like, oh, huh, interesting. Like they just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, so it's like, well, what do I, what do I call you? What do I call yeah. you? <laughs> and then you sometimes see them looking like, oh, I'm like, Oh, don't, no, no, don't feel bad for me. <laughs> there's, mm -hmm. there's nothing. I have an amazing daughter. I have a wonderful support system. Like, there's nothing to feel bad about, but it's like that instinct that they have of like, oh, you're, you're alone. I'm like, mm, nope, not yeah. alone, not remotely alone. But it's, no, it's, 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 it's so true. It's like people, like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it up myself. You just want to, you want to understand. So sometimes you just, you limit somebody for in your own mind of like putting them in this box. I want to call you something so I can understand it, but it yeah. makes you like actually understand it less, you yes. know? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's so cool to um, have this. Um, and I've seen a lot of really incredible short films. I, I would say I'm kind of the last year, especially I'm covering a lot of stuff online. And so I've really tried to, um, open myself up to more short films that I've never really, um, not that I didn't want to, but they just were not on my radar before. And right. so now it's just incredible seeing like just the, the subtlety and all the, you know, different stories that can, um, really be powerful in the, in the short film medium. Um, and then, you know, hopefully like yours, we get to see, you know, a series or something come from this because I think it would be, yeah, outstanding. Thank you.
We, yeah. we agree. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, maybe just out of curiosity, just kind of curious about your backgrounds, um, what brought you to, um, so acting, filmmaking, all of this, are you, like, where are you from originally? And uh, why did you kind of navigate this road um, to where you are now? Well, Heather and I met doing musical theater in New York. We did a show called Will Rogers Follies and we were showgirls in it back in our youth. And <laughs> we've remained friends since. Uh, I moved out to LA after she'd already been here for a few years and we reconnected. And along with our own individual acting careers, we had been working on uh, filmmaking aspects to some degree, but mainly other people's projects. And we, we wanted to combine our forces and start telling the stories that we wanted to tell. We, we, Heather and I share a brain, we have the same taste, we have the same goals. And so we wanted to combine those forces and start telling stories from female driven stories, female centric stories, telling stories that we want to see behind the, you know, that we want to be watching in the theaters and on TV that we're, we're kind of trying to fill in the gaps of stuff that hasn't been told before. Yeah. That's great. Well, what's there? So we're actually both from Ohio. Mm. Uh, she's from Waterville, Waterville Ohio, Waterville, up, more up North and I'm from Dayton. Uh, and I, yeah, we met in New York and then I moved out to LA about 15 years ago and started doing TV and Actually, right when I moved here, I created a web series with friends from acting class. And at the time, everyone said, web series, that's not going to be a thing <laughs> because no one had done it. So we got doors shut in our face, cut to now where web series is everywhere. But that kind of just got my brain of, okay, while I love acting and I love auditioning and that whole process, there is just something so inspiring by taking an idea and building it and growing it and developing it and finding your people. And, you know, once Sarah and I joined forces, it just kind of catapulted all of these ideas that I've had, that she's had. And really it's, it's finding balance because there's something, you know, when you can tell these stories from a perspective that you want and from a tone you want, then you balance it out with telling other people's stories and from the acting realm and then writing your own stories. It, it just, I think, especially in this day and age, there is so much to watch and I love the high concept and all of that, but also at the core, I just love beautiful stories. I love characters I can relate to. I love moments where I can breathe and go, yeah, like sometimes I just want to be pulled in. And that's why Sarah and I really love to tell stories that are character driven, that are about, regardless of genre, but that just you go on a journey with these characters. And I think sometimes when you get very high concept, that can can get lost if not done perfectly or if all the stars don't align. And so I think that's why creating, especially with Sarah, has just been so like uh, truly, and I don't just say this because she is one of my very best friends, but it's just easy. And I think it should be easy. And I think a lot of times people make it a struggle and it should be easy and fun. And it is with her. And I feel very, very fortunate to have this beautiful relationship. 
Oh, lady, back at you. I love it. To to piggyback on what Heather is saying, like Heather's one of my favorite actresses as well. And we wanted to create opportunities for ourselves as as actors too. We're, we live in a very competitive field in, in Hollywood here, Hollywood, California, and trying to find <laughs> meaty roles for women like us is not necessary. It's not necessarily plentiful. So we wanted to change that. So that's part of the motivation as well. Absolutely. That's great. Um, just like you saying web series makes me think of kind of what we were just talking about, how it is like, what is this? Like, we want to label it specifically. Yeah. And it does. I mean, it was almost like a dirty phrase a while back. And now it's kind of like it's just another form of storytelling. And if it's a good story, it's a good story. Exactly. Um, so it shouldn't be we shouldn't have to like place it into like, is this limited series, this series, this web series? Like, we just want to understand it. And it ends up getting in the way oftentimes of like being open to hearing um, a story, a good story, you know, it can stand or fall on its own. But um, yeah, I'm just so excited you you two are creating stuff. I mean, because I think we need we need all the voices we can have out there. And there's a place for everybody. I think that yes. is oftentimes um, with film and with TV, it it is very competitive. And so it's, it's incredible to be like, um, if it could just get to a point where, you know, good work can stand on its own and we need different storytellers. So there should be room just like with novels. I talked to a lot of um, authors. That's how this podcast actually started. And so there's space for every author, you know, um, and creative, you know, someone who's creating something. So um, I just think it's so cool. Can you, maybe you could talk a bit about um, people will have the opportunity to um, see these hopefully at some um, screenings, upcoming screenings. And there's two specifically that you told me about. Maybe you could talk about that briefly. Sure. Well, we're going to be in Holly Shorts, uh, which is in Hollywood, California. And our screening is on Friday, September 24th at 2.30 p.m. We are in an incredible block with some um, well, from the trailers and the filmmakers, really inspiring stories. We're very, very excited about that. So we will be in that. And then- um, Oh, and that will be at the uh, Chinese yeah. theaters, the TCL Chinese theaters, which Great. are the iconic theaters that you see with the Oscars and you go that way. Those ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then we'll be heading to Duluth, Minnesota to Catalyst Institute, which we're really excited about because it's actually a television festival and we've heard amazing things about it. We're very excited about that and Holly Shorts. So we're still waiting for our screening time on that, but our website is lastchancemoms.com and our Instagram is lastchancemoms. So we'll be updating and posting all of our happenings and screenings. And we're just excited also to have a screening in Hollywood where all of our friends and filmmakers and cast and crew, because no one's been able to see it because of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. the fact that we can share it with everybody and I've been in Holly Shorts before and it's truly one of my favorite festivals I've ever, it was my first festival and it set the bar so high that I am so excited to go back because it's such a supportive community and you see amazing films there. That's great. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that one. And then um, the one in Duluth I'd never heard of before, but that really caught my eye. I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. I got to definitely look into that and cover some stuff there. But that's I mean, I love the idea of a, a TV festival. That sounds um, that's perfect. You know, yeah, it's the largest uh, indie TV festival. And one of our cast members, Mandy June Turpin, had a 
short pilot there a few years ago that actually won and she's pleased she plays Joan in Lashin's mom so she's going to go there with us and we're really excited she's the second she heard we got in she's like I'm going with you this is the this is an amazing <laughs> festival you have to go so we're really really excited that's great so um yeah so this episode is will air on September 20th and um we'll be promoting this and we'll have all the links to your your social media and your website um, but yeah, uh, Heather, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time, um, to be on the show today. It was really, really fun. And I, I love the, I love the short and I, you know, I'm feeling good things about it. I think this is like the beginning of something special. So I'm definitely going to keep an eye out, um, for you too. And the, and the work that you're, you know, no doubt, um, we're going to see a lot more from you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. Okay, it was great. Okay, we'll talk soon. We'll connect later. Okay, Tyler. Okay, bye. Bye.